Good evening, TDN Radio listeners and TDN TV viewers. Welcome to this week in interview with your guide and host, Anthony Drago. Welcome to my regular listeners. As I tell you every time, I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to spend an hour or so with me every week. That means quite a lot to me. A special welcome to you tonight if it's your first time that you're joining us for this week in interview. My objective is to make you a regular listener. Special welcome to listeners on the Nature Isle who are joining us, especially if you're joining us through RVR Jams, uh, whose management is kind enough to carry uh, some of our programs on TV and radio, including this weekend interview on their DigiPlay channel, DigiPlay channel 59. Um, they're not, not all, everybody has full telecommunication capacity since Hurricane Maria. And so we really appreciate uh, RVR Jams making it possible for you to view us on your, on your television or listen to us at least. Every week I ask you to invite five people to listen to this week in interview with you. That way we can start a movement uh, because uh, I, I like to think that the information we give you uh, stimulates you into, to take some action. And so if a whole bunch of us are taking action in concert, it becomes a movement. So go ahead and invite five folks to listen with you to this weekend interview. Let's see how we can change the world. You can listen to this weekend interview by going to the website um, tdnradio.net or tdntv.net. Uh, we also have um, our, our app, uh, My Radio Hot where you can find your, your favorite online radio stations. Uh, you can also find um, this the TDN radio. Well, it's not a TDN radio only. It's an all-in-one app. We have TDN radio, TDN TV, and 101 Live uh, on our all-in-one app on the Android store or as well as the Apple Play store. So you can find us in many areas. So invite folks to join you. They can, they can listen to us um, in with many different media. But we also offer streaming services on tdntv.net. So you can have your own private channel, or if you have stuff that you can view, we can put it up on tdntv.net. Just, just send an email to sales at tdnradio.net, and we can shoot you some of the details, and you can also go to the website. All right. Uh, my guest tonight on this weekend interview is Ms. Carla Amor. Carla is, Amor is a life coach a Pilates instructor, personal trainer, and artist with over 30 years experience in the services sector as an entrepreneur in health and fitness, art and culture, hospitality and tourism and NGO in the Caribbean, Namibia and, and England. And she's now working globally online. And most recently, she has developed her Pilates and coaching company to combine her various passions uh, and expertise uh, to coaching of life uh, for deep mind-body pilates and creative resilience. We'll learn more about Carla as, as we come back. Uh, if you're a regular listener, you know every week I like to play the Karakram Anthem before we really get um, into it. Uh, this is my, it's just my little plug-in for eventually having one Caribbean um, state or country or whatever it is. I just know that 
trying to continue to, to approach the world as individual specks of sand in the Caribbean Sea is not working for Caribbean people. And so let us take a, a quick um, listen to Mikhail Henderson as she does the CARICOM anthem. And when I come back, I will be joined online um, by Ms. Uh, Carla Amor, all the way from the United King Kingdom. So I, I am super excited for this conversation. She is so energetic and full of energy. Uh, and so uh, stay, stay with us through the CARICOM anthem, and we'll be right back. distant lands our forefathers came some seeking adventure some bound in chains through battles waged and fought through victory and pain by test of their courage our freedom was gained In homage to those gone before us, us The heroes of lands in the sun We vow to join hands and to focus On building one Caribbean Raise your voice and Sing of your Caribbean pride
Welcome back, listeners. Every time I hear Mikael Henderson do the Caricom anthem, I, I, it's like the first time I'm hearing his song. It's such a beautiful song. Uh, it was one of the things, I'm, I'm very critical of Caricom, but if one of the few good things that they've done is to commission uh, the anthem, and it was beautiful, it's beautifully done by Mikael. As I told you uh, before, we took the break to listen to the Caricom anthem, that my guest tonight on this weekend interview is Miss Carla Amor. Carla is joining me on the line from the UK. And Carla, it's a pleasure to have you. I was really delighted that you agreed to come on. So a very warm welcome to you. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's actually an honor. So thank you for inviting me on. How could I not come on? <laughs> and um, good evening to your listeners as well. And I have to say you have me a little bit it off guard because um, Mikkel Henderson is a woman I, I adore um, mm. so deeply. You know, I, I, I knew her dad uh, very well and um, in a different realm, I knew him in a different way. And then I met her when she was very young and um, I was the first person to actually hire her for a paid gig at the Anchorage Hotel um, when she started singing. So every time I hear Mikkel, every time I see Mikkel, I am so moved by how absolutely astoundingly talented she is. And um, I don't know if the, the, your listeners are actually hearing it um, correctly because the, the CARICOM commissioned, but it was a competition. Yeah, and no, definitely. The entire CARICOM, her submission won. And so that even augurs even more, more depth of how talented she is, that among so many talented people, that hers would be so poignant and absolutely so awesome. Every time I hear it, I am just completely moved, totally moved. So you've got me a little bit emotional. <laughs> I have to say on many, many levels. <laughs> No, no, that, that, that's because I, play, I play the Caricom anthem. I try to play it every Wednesday. Sometimes I'm so upset with Caricom that I skip it. <laughs> but um, no, Mikkel is a, is a talent that I admire. Um, and, it, and it's awesome that, um, that you know, folks like you who have, um, well, I, I don't see resources to make it sound like you a uh, different realm, but definitely you had the, the opportunity, opportunity and the capacity to um to offer her a paid, underline paid gig, and 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 she's one of the few people I know who I, I believe she makes her living from her from her talent yeah. and her art. Yeah. So, so on yeah. behalf of all Dominicans, thank you for helping her to develop. Oh no, talent. no, no, it's not a big deal. Yeah. And she's the one with the talent, you know, so it was a blessing for me to be able to, and not me, it was my, it was the property that I was working at, it was my family business. So it's not just me, and I mean, it, it came from a history of decades of us um, hosting from Exile One, Ophelia, Olivaki. I think Ophelia was also the first time she played um, publicly, was also at the Anchorage. Um, all the bands really came through at the Anchorage in those days, in those heydays. So... Um, I mean, we've been blessed to be exposed to so much of Dominica's art, you know, and, and performing arts. And as you know, I'm an artist and I'm just passionate about Dominica's creative force. Uh, and so any, any art, really, but I'm really passionate about seeing Dominica's creativity um, in, on the world stage as it is. Me too. I, I am always I'm looking forward to the day when most, uh, uh, um, those who choose to anyway, our artists, our musicians, um, who can make a living mm -hmm. from 
from from sharing their art with the public. But before I go there, because I, I definitely want to go there, because as you said, you're an artist, and um, you and your family have a long history of supporting art and, and so on in, in Dominica. I, I want to start in reverse. Usually I, I let my guests tell the listeners about themselves and then we jump into the topic. But okay. um, I, I want to talk about coaching, uh-huh. uh, which, is, which is one of the reasons why um, I invited you. Because at this <laughs> time where so many people are going through transformations and transitions in their lives because of changing circumstances in the world, uh, there's a necessity for coaching. So, so I, I want to deliberately talk about that aspect, and then we can sit back and, and, and pick up the background. So basketball teams have coaches, football teams have coaches. Um, Serena Williams, arguably the greatest tennis player of all time, still has a coach. Uh, why do we as individuals, as people, uh, as we strive in our everyday life, why do we why do we need a coach? Well, I think everybody needs a person that they can bounce something off of to be able to navigate their way through from point A to point B. You know, um, there are people who have friends or family members that do that successfully, but there's always a need to have an external person, a person that is not biased at all, that is not going to judge you, that is not going to um, advise you really, is because that's what a mentor would do. A coach in the sense of a coach, of a, of a sports coach, then yes, I would advise you in what is good for you to do for the certain injury or for the certain situation. But also when you talk about a coach in the sense of a mindset coach, we want to help the person, we want to support the person to find their solutions, to dig down and recognize that they have different um, solutions. And okay, did they use that solution before? So can they try it from this angle? And then when they can bounce it back off of you and then you can sort of help them to structure the way forward. And okay, it's like a project management. Okay, so we're gonna do A first, B second, C, and then we'll do a little bit of Q and D and then we we'll say, okay, that's the that because that's the end goal that we want. Okay. And then if that's not working, then you have somebody there to monitor that with you so that you can know that you're on the right path. And then also if it's not and you you are struggling and you need that support, you don't have to feel that maybe a friend might be thinking, oh, but 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 why Anthony need to ask me that again now? You know that your coach is somebody that is a professional arrangement, that they are paid to be there when you need them to give you another um feedback i don't want to say an answer but it's feedback so that you can you can hear it you know when you hear something sounded back at you you know so often i say to people record yourself saying something as well and then you listen back to it and you hear for yourself how it sounds wait a minute now mm, okay that's that sounds okay or what what was i thinking or you can also say it and then recall it two days three days later and then see the idea so a, a coach is sort of that sort of bounce back, a guide, but more of a support, and then to hold you to task as well, to, to, to hold you accountable to what you say you're going to do. Because you know something, Anthony, most people, if they spoke to a friend or somebody else, the way they speak to themselves, yeah, and if they did not 
hold integrity and hold reliability to other people as how we do to ourselves, we wouldn't have many friends or colleagues, you know, <laughs> because we really bad to ourselves and we really say, okay, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, and then we don't end up doing it. So it's a sense of coaches there also to hold you to task. When you're saying something negative, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, where is that coming from? You know, why are you right. saying that? Why is that what you believe about yourself? Let's look at something else to nurture a belief, change the framing of how you do something. And again, as an artist, you could have a painting, a picture, whatever, and you put it in one frame and you pass that painting every day. And that thing is not, it's just not attracting you. And then you change the frame around and you come up, wait a minute, that is new, man. Somebody changed, redecorated the house. Immediately you change your frame, you change your complete view of something. You know, so that's how a coach works. So coach can really help you to change your mindset, change your belief. And then also because I do a lot of resilience work and um, with my body work as well, that's how it came about. It's the body work that I do. So let's, let's, not, let's not let too many, too many yes. things on them. Yes. Them, okay. So because, because you gave us a lot to chew on. So let's, let's unpack sorry. it a little bit. Let's, let's unpack it a little bit. Um, something that you said right at the start, the distinction between a coach and a mentor. Uh, and so I, I want to go back to that and just flesh that out a little bit more because most of us have somebody that we respect and we talk to occasionally or, or regularly and, and, they, and they know, they sort of understand what we want to do and they give us on, like an uncle, or, you know. But, but you specifically said a coach unlike a mentor. Mm -hmm. So I want you to dwell on that distinction a bit because I know a, a lot of people mistake a mentor for a coach. Exactly. So, for instance, um, say, for instance, I would look at somebody like Oprah Winfrey. I would look like, um, you know, at, um, Tony Robbins, um, uh, Brene Brown, these sorts of people. I would, I, I see them, I, I want to emulate how they work. I want to follow what they do. I want to learn a lot from them. I use them as my mentors. You know, I read what they, they, they um, write. I, I listen to what they say because I want to look up to them and aspire to be like that, you know? So I want them to be as mentors that I can follow. Whereas a coach, right? As a coach, I want somebody to pull the best out of me and to guide me and support me and say, yes, yes, you have the answer, Carla, or Anthony, yes, you have the answer. Why don't you just go ahead and be brave enough to try it? So the difference really in the mentor and the coach is like somebody you can look up to. So it's not somebody that is struggling, doesn't always want the coach that's talking back to them to always be in the sense that, oh my God, they're so, what if I say this? They're going to think I'm talking crap. But no, you want them to feel that you're just relaxed. You're just there as a sponge, get what they say, bounce it back to them, share it with them, dialogue back and forth. So that's the role of the coach as opposed to the mentor, where is the, mentor, the mentorship is more like, you're following me, you know? So it's like a, almost like a mentor slash guru. Mm -hmm. That's the equation, whereas a coach would not be really considered a guru. Right. So, so a mentorship... In, in my view. Mm -hmm. So a mentorship, I'm, what I'm getting from you is that a coaching scenario is a more structured and, yes. and 
targeted scenario than a mentor? It doesn't always Most happen. Cases. It's not from there. It depends on the arrangement that you have. Like a lot of some of the coaches, the big coaches, they do mentorship programs where they have like like mastermind groups and stuff like that, where it's really like a mentorship and you, you, you're you looking to people that are really successful to be within that same room and you mentor each other, you know, mm -hmm. or, the, or the head of it is like mentoring you. But then the coach is, um, so you can still learn from them and it can still be like quite a structured thing. But then the coach is somebody that is a, you feel a little bit more um, sort of on par. That is somebody that has your back, that has that's never going to judge you. Not like a mentor would judge you. You know, I don't want it to sound like that. But it's just a slightly different thing. Different. So, so like, maybe a coach has more information, more specific information as to what you're trying to achieve, and 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 be able and probably has the expertise specific expertise to guide you along that path is that would, would that be like so like both, both would have okay yeah. you just said it you just said it so a coach will help to coach you and guide you through and support you through right whereas a mentor would lead you right okay okay <laughs> yeah. so that's the answer <laughs> no no it's interesting it I, but it can be both you it, know? it can be both it, it's similar it can be both but but yeah. I, I, I I get the feeling that uh, like a mentor, if let's say I want to work out in a gym, mm -hmm. um, I may know somebody who's been going to the gym for a long time, and I think he's committed, um, and and looks like he has good results based on his physique. And I say, can I come with you in the gym? Or even if he doesn't come, if I have a question, I can call him and say, how do you do that? If I want to target my legs, whatever, whatever. Whereas a coach would be able to every step of the way every time be able to you'll be actively doing an assessment of your performance and giving you feedback and program and preparing right. a program for you and saying okay this is the step we're going to take but you have to agree because you have to sort of be on the same page when you are coming up with the ideas for the program yeah so for instance mm -hmm. i would not go and say if let's take it very literally like you said with the gym i wouldn't go to somebody a, a program to go and do okay, I like to run, so just go ahead and do running four times a week, run 10 miles every time, blah, 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 because I like to run distances. No, because that may not be their thing. So the program that I would recommend for them, prescribe for them as a coach, would be based on what their desires are and what their goals are and what their, their, their passion is, rather than what mine are. You understand? Whereas, the, as you said, a mentor, that's my passion. Okay, you can follow me if you want. You know what I mean? So exactly. Be yeah. All right. So you so you describe yourself as a mindset and movement coach. Mm -hmm. um, I went to grammar school, and our motto at grammar school was "Men sana in corpore sano." It's Latin. It says, "A strong mind in a strong body." So uh, I'm interpreting your your mindset and movement as strong mind and movement, strong body. So, so let's let's let's. I I know in the end you're going to bring them together, but let's talk about the mindset part of the coaching, and then we'll talk about the movement part and see how they, how they how one um, feeds off the other. So the mindset okay. part of the coaching. Okay. Well, I think that um, anything that you want to achieve, mm -hmm. you have to have the right mindset that you can achieve it. You know. It cannot just be because somebody tells you to do it. And that's where it comes in again about being a, 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 a mutual agreement based on the 
the client's passion or desires. Right. Mm -hmm. So first of all, they have to be the one that not buys into it. It has to seem like it's your idea and your desire and your passion. And then I'm just demonstrating ways that are going to make it easier for you. So if your thing is that no matter um, what you do, you know, you can never get that person to, no matter what you do, you cannot get that person to understand that you want something a certain way, or you want to, to have certain, something a certain way, or you want to say, for instance, you want to bring up your child a certain way. So you have maybe a, a, a woman would have a problem with her, her husband has one way of thinking of something and she would like it a different way. So then you look at it, okay, so what could be the mindset that your husband has? What could be the frame that he's looking to to think that that is the way he wants to deal with the problem that you're having with your child or with your marriage or with anything. Um, can we can we unpick and unpack it as you said, you know, and say okay, let us look at it from different ways. So we actually then put it in the mind to 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 deconstruct the way we look at it, and we can say look at it from somebody else's viewpoint, and then we can come around and say okay, okay, there are different ways to look at this. And then you get your mind around doing something a certain way. That is one analogy. Another analogy could be that, like I say to people about language that they use, people are constantly wanting to lose weight, okay? And I say to people, anything I have ever lost in my life, I have tried my hardest to find it back, yeah? So why don't we talk about weight management? Why don't we talk about being healthy and fit and strong? Why don't we look at our bodies and say, look at that, how strong I am, and put it into my mindset that I am strong, I am fit, I am healthy. So I want to just keep myself healthy. I want to get a little bit more healthy. I want to fit into this size of clothes because I know that's when I look my best. That's when I feel my best. You know, when I do this sort of thing, when I eat this way, that's when I feel lightest, I feel more bright, more focused. And to put their mind around being in their best, fittest, strongest, healthiest way from looking at it from that viewpoint instead of always saying, oh my gosh, I can never lose weight. And no matter what I try, I just cannot lose that weight. And so that is why I look at the mindset to get people into the right mindset for how they want to feel, how they want to be, what, what they want to have as far as their size and their shape and their look rather than always in a mindset of this, oh, you know, so that's why I work with their mindset. I, I don't know if that makes sense to you. Yeah, it does, it does. I want you to I want you to expand it also to talk about, say, some of our listeners who may be entrepreneurs or, or professionals. Some people may be, uh, maybe because of COVID, they, they've lost their jobs and so they have to, to reinvent their career. Um, and so they may have ideas that they, that they think they would like to get to, but it, it looks like a like a steep climb from where they are now to where they want to be. Um, how does mindset play into into somebody approaching that kind of somebody who wants to start a business, somebody who wants to start a, um, going to a new career, somebody who has to start looking for a new job, somebody who is or, or even somebody who is in midstream and may want to accelerate or, or pick up. Talk about mindset, um, how mindset, can the proper mindset can help um, mm -hmm. to facilitate that kind of movement. Yeah, well, that is a good question. And actually, 
it's interesting because I'm talking to a lot of people like that right now. And when you think about, okay, I'm in the midst of maybe uncertainty or even if it's not an anxiety, but it's an uncertainty and I'm not quite sure, you know, this is the next step. What I like to do is I first think, okay, what is it that you really believe? What is it that you really want to give to the world? Why is it you would want to do that? So you think of the what, the why, you know, why do I want to do this and what do I want to do? And how would I really know what and why? So I come to the to the beginning and I think of your values. What are the things for you that, that are strong values for you? Is it things like community, generosity, integrity, um, good health, you know, um, openness, collaboration, um, uh, you could go through the list of, of different things that you call values. What would you stand firm on um, supporting people on um, to have be inclusive, to be um, open? So you can choose, okay, based on my values, okay, what is it? Is it a business? How would I want my business to nurture now? How would I want it to, to evolve if based on this, these values, then it will be congruent with who I am at heart. And then I would look also at your inspirations. What is it that really inspires you? What makes you really want to wake up and say yes, you know, and feel excited about what you're doing? What is it you're insp inspirational to you? Okay, and then what are you passionate about as well comes into the inspiration. Because you could be inspired about something, but maybe you're not so passionate that you could do it no matter what. You would do it rain or shine because you're passionate about it. And then I also look, I would guide somebody through what is a, a sort of a, a work that I look at with your values, so VIPs and pets. So your values, your inspirations, your passions. Then I look at your past experiences and your talents and skills. So what in your past experiences have really served you well? You know, you've had a lot of past experiences. I've had a lot of past experiences. I've had a lot of different things I've been involved in. What has really served me well? So even if I've been working in the hospitality industry for decades, what has served me well is when I work with people and I encourage people and I build people up and I equip them and I train them to be the best they can be at, the, at their job. And I watch them from a distance and I see them put a smile on their clients' faces and I watch them walk away with that look on their face. And, yes, you know? And so I know for me, supporting people to learn and to be their best, I know for me, something I'm passionate about, something I do well, yeah? It's a talent I have to draw people in. I'm gregarious. I can, I can share well with people. I'm open, mm -hmm. I'm honest, you know? I'm talented at that. I have a skill in that. So I would go through that with an entrepreneur and or a person with their business because you can look at that in your business as well. You know, like look at, for instance, with um, hospitality industry, what are your strengths there? It's like a SWOT analysis, but doing it from an emotional and a mindset um, position, a spiritual, emotional mindset realm, rather than just strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, which could be like more, more tangible things, but looking mm -hmm. at the intangibles that you can, you can apply to moving your business forward. Because we all know now, emotional intelligence, you know, is so important in moving business forward, in engaging with people, especially post-COVID. You know, people are realizing, wait a minute, we have options, you know? Mm -hmm. Is that really yeah. what I want to do? For sure. Uh, COVID forcing us to, to stay indoors, to pull back, 
despite the challenges, has revealed a lot about ourselves that we did not realize. But um, those of you who joined us late, uh, my guest tonight is Miss Carla Amo. She's joining me on the line from the UK. Um, I invited her to come on because uh, she she is um, a coach, a life coach, a mindset and movement coach. She's an artist. Um, she she's into Pilates, uh, and and so I, she she's the ideal person. Is exact sort of person that um, this program was designed for. I'm going to take a quick break, uh, f- uh, so we can quick station break, and when we come back, uh, I'm going to have. Uh, Carla talk about the movement part of her, of her coaching. Very quick break. When you feel a sneeze or a cough coming, <coughs> covering your mouth prevents the spread of germs. You probably knew that. But the way you cover up also matters, and that means breaking a habit you've held near and dear all your life. Cover your nose and mouth with your flexed elbow or a tissue, not your hands. Discard the used tissue immediately. Then wash your hands. Help stop the spread of germs. Remember, your health is your responsibility. A message by the Health Promotion Unit of the Ministry of Health. Wellness and New Health Investment, Dominica. And welcome back, listeners. Uh, we, we're back uh, live with uh, Ms. Carla Amo. Uh, she is a mindset and movement coach. You're listening to this week in interview, by the way, on tdnradio.net and tdntv.net. We're also broadcasting live on this week in interview Facebook page, and um, and and various other um, links that that share our our feed. Every uh, our jams, for example, in Dominica on DigiPlay Channel Fifty Nine carries this week in interview interview live. Before before the break, Carla was talking about the mindset part, and she said some stuff that 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 caught my attention. Uh, in terms of um, with your correct mindset, you have beliefs. You have your belief. Uh, you have your value, which, which is influenced by your values. Your what inspires you, what your passions are, and 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 um, you help you to to recognize from your past experiences what talents and skills that you have that can help you to to get in the right frame, to move towards your goals and and your objectives and your passions. Uh, so so. Carla, I, I want you to talk about the movement part. And, and uh, before you gave the mindset part, my, my movement was more physical. But after listening to you, I get the feeling that movement is, also, is not just like a physical body movement, but also movement from where you are in, in, currently to, to another step or another station along the path. So let me not, let me not preempt because I, I haven't been through your coaching program. Um, so I, I let you talk about uh, the, the movement part of your coaching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very interesting that you said that. <laughs> <laughs> because, yes, movement is not just about exercise. Yeah, movement is also about, as you said, is about the movement of your life, of your cycle, of your existence, of the business, how, how you evolve. 
you know it's not just about movement but it started with the fact that i i have been an i started as an aerobics instructor in the 80s and then i got different certifications up to the point where now i am a pilates instructor that's mostly what my body work would be considered concerned with but what it is as well for me why it's important with my mindset and my movement is that in my pilates work i work a lot with um held trauma and tensions that manifest in the body physically because of a build up of um hormones you know stress hormones and a tension that builds up in muscles that hold because of the 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 the, the sense that you feel if you are in a trauma a you could be physically in a trauma way in a car accident and your body gets shaken in a different position that you're holding these scar tissue in your body but also you can hold scar tissue just because you're holding your body in a certain way because you want to protect yourself because of a emotional psychological trauma as well so um i've i i put my work all together and i deal with people's minds because the way the neuroscience works and the way that we we um give off the hormones in the body it affects how the body then metabolizes um your food how if you feel lethargic if you feel um actually i mean these things are like you could get a heart attack from too much stress hormone too much cortisol okay this is not a a a woo woo oh my gosh have to be in right mindset it's not about that at all it's actual science you know where you have to be aware of how your movement patterns are affected by what's happening to you emotionally and psychologically so yes so the mindset and the movement do go together in that way it also is about movement into stay healthy and then one of the things that mr pilates says the first requisite to happiness is a healthy is is health yes so first to be healthy because there's nothing such as a healthy a happy person if you're not sound in body and in mind as you said in the beginning try to remember his exact quote but it's not coming to me right now but um so yes so that's why i put the the movement and the mindset together on all those different levels but you know something it's amazing when you discover a, a long held injury in somebody they don't know where it came from they've been to physios they've been to doctors they've had scans they've had everything and then i Hmm. are you the first daughter in your family how did you know that okay <laughs> i can just hold by the way somebody holds the world on their shoulders immediately they're going to be having problems with the nerves in their fingers and their shoulder issues neck issues back issues. and these things are debilitating i mean these sometimes you get aches that are literally paralyzing you know i've i've worked with people that literally cannot um lie down because they are so tight for their body to release like that they can and i have to take them step by step you know they have to work with what's up here you know why where is it where is this coming from you know i would ask where do you think this is coming from you know and then even you know, it's very interesting it's very interesting. i i i wanted to stick up in there because what you saying is that there may be somebody listening right now that may have constant shoulder pain and and stiffness in their shoulders or their necks or whatever 
And no matter what they do in terms of medication or massages or whatever, it doesn't seem to get better, it gets worse. And you're suggesting that it may be an emotional uh, tension that is carried, and that, that emotional tension is released, that those tight and painful shoulders mightn't go away. Mm -hmm. It could very well be. It could very well be. Like when you consider, for instance, when people are under a lot of trauma, they get lower back pain. They get um, hip pains, yeah? They get knee pains. And then you think to yourself, oh, it's a sense like the rug has been pulled under, from under your feet, yeah? So it seems, oh, it's, oh, how can it be like that, Carla? Can it be? But what happens now is that when you have this stress of a trauma or something, like you really feel like, for instance, in Hurricane um, Maria, where you really were literally, the rug was pulled from under your feet. You're so traumatized by that. So you don't know what's going to happen next, which means you let off a lot of cortisol in your body. And then you, you what is it? Is a fight or flight hormone, a stress hormone. So we either always on the ready to fly, you know, to flee. So the muscles that are associated with running away start to be tense all the time. Think about the muscles that go up into the, through the hips to the lower back attached to the lower back, attached to the diaphragm, attached to the thighs, that's the psoas major, yeah? So these muscles are under tension, but all the muscles around them are going to be feeling that tension, yeah? So then what's happening, your hips are getting tight, then your knees might be rolling in, yeah? So then you're feeling like all your knees are aching, it's almost like you're literally, you cannot walk well because of this trauma, your body's holding this tight. You can't breathe easily because again, your hip flexor muscles are tight, so you can start just basically with just your breathing and coming to terms with why is it we're holding this there? Can we just even hold a pillow underneath you? Yeah. And just breathe into your back and relax the, yourself over this pillow. Now, if you think about that, Anthony, as you're hugging this pillow or some cushions and you're just allowing yourself to take your time to breathe, what it's telling you as well is that you are being embraced. You are embracing yourself. And what that then lets off is oxytocin in your body, which is a happy hormone, which reduces the levels of cortisol in your body. The same thing with movement. If you just go and take a nice walk and breathe deeply, and try to take a little walk, or tell people you can't walk, just go on your chair, stand up, and just hold the back of your chair and just lift open your chest and breathe. And then re just using your back muscles and your abdominal muscles, just start with that. And let your body feel that it's moving. It starts to, to excrete endorphins as well. Yes? And yeah. dopamine. And, and just little, just start one step at a time. You start to release yourself and lower the levels of cortisol. You feel less tense than all the muscles of your flight mode or your freeze mode, yeah? Start to release and then you can go into the rest, relax, response mode. How are you going to now respond to that stress that you just had? And so that's why I call myself a mindset movement because I don't think it can be one or the other. I think right. we, we are whole beings and we have to work it together like this. Literally, literally your mindset and um, affects your motion your emotion affects your mindset and so they feed off each other. Right. So coming back coming back to where we started now, someone who is looking into the future 
and want to be brave and step up there into a new venture, uh, a, a new scenario. Uh, and there's so much uncertainty and, and they feel afraid and, 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 and be exposed. Uh, how, how can they use that mindset and movement um, mixture to, to, to help them to get to a position where they feel strong enough and they can start making their, their steps? Well, it depends on the person. I mean, if the person is a healthy person that is um, already fit and healthy and they don't need to add that to the scenario, they can use the same analogy in their business. Yes. Mm -hmm. So they can look at the, the financial health of the business. Yeah. They can also look at the emotional health of their team and for them. So they can say, OK, if I'm a, a solo celebrity, I could never say the word a solo entrepreneur, you know, mm -hmm. How is it going to affect my life as far as time and energy? Yeah. Is it just about the money? Or is it, does it, do I have to think also of how it will affect my family life? So you have to think about their, their own health. You have to think about their family and their community. You have to think about the, um, the financial side of it. And then they, what they can do is they can look at the steps. Okay, I'm not just going to run gung-ho into this. I'm going to look at the steps. How can I carefully pace myself, almost like breathing into it? How can we pace this without feeling, oh, it's going to take me forever to do that? But how can we be strategic in how I put together my maybe my marketing? How can I be strategic to spend this um, if finance is an issue? So how can we use free marketing? How can we use like what we call chatterbox um, campaign to talk about your business so that people talk about it in a word of mouth in the olden days, word of mouth um, um, marketing, right? You, you look at say, okay, maybe I will affiliate with somebody else so I can work with somebody who is like-minded with me. I can complement their business. They can complement mine while our businesses are growing. So there's many options that you can look at it. From. But I think it's important that if somebody is going to look at their business, they as well as look at the, the aspects of, of um, existence in, in your life, for instance, not just the financial health of the business, but also the emotional health of the team, you know, like they would say the triple bottom line, what is the, the impact on their community, you know, and then also what is the, the fourth one, what is the, the impact on their environment? You know, how is it going to change the space of where they are living or the space of where they're doing business? Not just the community members, but the physical space, again, depending on the business that they have. And if they think, well, wait a minute now, if I go down that road, hmm, that's really not, a, that's not, not okua with my values of maybe being environmentally conscious or environmentally sensitive. Because if the business grows in this way, hmm, I need to take a different angle. Is there a resource that I can get? Is there a, um, a, a raw material or something that I can get for that? It is a product they're making that can be more sustainable. How can I do the business that is more sustainable? Because I think if I take this angle, hmm, maybe I will have to change tack later on. So it's a matter of really thinking things through, taking your time to plan it out. And again, you know, with the industries that I've been involved in, and you always have to project everything and step by step one step at a time nobody runs a marathon by leaping to the finish line they take it one step at a time yeah? so you don't even I, go to the bathroom without taking one step at a time. <laughs> no <laughs> I, 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 
I, I like I like what where 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 you took it. Um because what I'm getting from from what you're saying is that you're huge on helping people to consider what they don't normally consider. So so I'm thinking of a business and I'm looking at the numbers. Well, this business makes sense, it's whatever, whatever, whatever. And and so I commit myself and I find out that my family if my five-year-old son or, or my daughter who is 15 or whatever it is, um, I'm not there for them anymore. And so by the time I get to a successful business, I either have a, I have either lost the kids emotionally or I have a hard time recovering them. And so I get the feeling that that a, part, a big part of what you do is to help your, your clients, um, if that's what you call them, um, mm-hmm. to look at things that they may not normally look at. So, so I told you I was going to cycle back to talk about you and your background. And so I'm going to lead it off by giving you the opportunity to, to tell the audience where they can find you and, 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 and where your work is and, and how they can, they can use you to help um, speed them along. Because that's what a coach does. Uh, I could be a talented basketball player, but it would take me five years to get to the NBA or 10 years to get to the NBA. If a, if a knowledgeable coach, it might take me two years or three years because the coach can more quickly identify the things I need to work on and help me there. So, so I want you to talk to the audience about that. Um, let, tell them how they can find your work, how they can find you, how they can engage you. And then we're going to circle back now and, and give them your background um, and all the things that, that have you so excited about what you do. <laughs> okay, well, my name is Carla Armour, and it will be C-A-R-L-A, and Armour, A-R-M-O-U-R, like a knight in shining armor, not like enough in French. <laughs> and um, that will be CarlaArmour.com. will also lead you to my CarlaArmourCoaching.com site. Um, so that's pretty easy. Carla Armour, I have a Facebook page. I um, also have my own Facebook profile. I also have a, a group, Fit Strong and Flexible with Pilates. Um, and then um, my website, and I'm also on Instagram, Carla Armour. You can also look for Carla Armour Art, and you can see my work there, which I'll talk about in a while. Carla Armour Art, Carla.Armour.Art on um, Instagram as well. So my work is out there, and um, my company in Dominica is called Vetiver Inc., and my property in Dominica is called Harmony Villa, which I do business in Dominica as well. So all of that is online, harmonyvilla.com. So you can find me through anything. Just look up Carla Armour. I'm sure you'll find me. You can see what I look like, or I am a Dominican. I'm a black woman with dreadlocks. I've had dreadlocks for many years. So if you see that, image anywhere in your search you know that's the right color or more i don't know there's many of us but yes you might find a couple but yes that would be me so yeah that's me and, and, and also uh, if i would say if you're looking on tdntv.net we have it scrolling at the bottom of the screen as well um all of your hashtags and and instagrams and, and we have we have that um as well and if you're taking your vacation in dominica harmonyvilla.com uh, but, but you're an artist. What type of art do you do? Well, I do a mix of work. I do some writing. And a lot of my work is, is um, very emotive and um, participatory. 
and um, I paint, I write, I paint. I've done some poetry. I still do poetry. I like to perform my poetry. And I also do like installation work. My last exhibitions that I did last year in 2019 um, were called Still Waters. So I did a show in Dominica at the Old Mill and I did a one in London at the Tabernacle. And it, it was a, a very immersive space where I had um, the blue tarpaulin from the roofs of my, of my roof in Dominica when I lost my roof and was talking about the still waters run deep. And it was allowing people to enter a space that um, made you think about what it must feel like to be constantly have this blue hue of tarpaulin over your, your existence all day long for months. Some people still have that. Um, post-hurricane, post-natural um, disaster. And then also I did this um, piece called um, Throwing Shadows where there were um, mobiles hanging from the ceiling, which were made from cutoffs of wood to fix houses or cut cutoffs of the, of the galvanized that were hanging mobiles on casket. So the casket in the light looked like the rain falling and the, the mobiles were constantly swaying and at the back of them was a plain canvas. So the shadows being thrown onto this canvas constantly moving, just as with life, the only constant is change. And then what I did, I asked the people if they could draw the shadows onto the canvas for me during the time of the exhibition. And when they came to draw the, 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 the shadows of the mobiles, which were fish, fish out of water, and they, they galvanized, they realized that their shadow was in the way of those shadows. So they had to draw themselves which made them stop and pause and think, wow. wow. I, when I enter a space, I have an impact. You mm. know, depending on where the light is, depends what I either cover or I highlight with the space when I stand in a space. And that could be a mental space or that could be a physical space. So again, it comes back into how I work with my clients as a coach and as a mentor and a guide, because I have mentored young artists in Dominica and, um, and creators and craftspeople all over Dominica. I've mentored them and, and helped design stuff with them over the years, long in years gone by. Um, but it was a very emotive thing. So in, in Dominica, when I did the one in Dominica, I actually had a big fishing boat that was um, badly destroyed by Hurricane Maria. It was in Portsmouth and I brought it to the owner and I painted it blue to match the tarpaulin and I named it Still Waters. And, you know, so it was there with the fish hanging out, fish out of water gaping with the mouth gaping and, and galvanized. And it was just, I mean, people came in there, even in the one in London and just crying, you know, when they think about what it is, what is the significance here in this space? How are they going to matter? In this moment, in this time, let me stop, pause, and think. You know, wow. you are made in the image and likeness of God, and I have divine breath within me. Mm -hmm. You know, what purpose must I be here for? We have to find that. Where's the purpose and the passion that we can bring to the world so that we can be the salt of the earth and not just breadcrumbs? thrown for the birds to peck up but we must <laughs> see them flavor the experiences that people share with us and so that's the the, the, the 
passion and the attitude that I bring to to my clients and to working with people. That's awesome. And you, you know, with, with um, COVID-19 taking us away from the hustle and bustle of life, where I live in New York, um, so many people wake up at five, go to work, come back at nine, go to sleep, do it again. And on the weekend, they only have time to go grocery shopping and to try to do what they couldn't do during the weekend. It starts all over again. Mm -hmm. um, with, with coronavirus forcing us to be indoors and restricting us running around so frenetically, um, mm -hmm. It gives us space to, to consider some of the things that, that, you, that you're talking about and that you're talking about in your art. Where am I here just to go to work so I can eat to get strength to go back to work? Or am I here for another purpose? And, and a lot of times we don't get a chance to, to even ask that question far less to, to, search, to, to search for the answer. So, so I, I, like, I like that... Um, that, that is where you go in your art. Do you have some of those exhibitions online at all? No. Yes, on my on my website, carlaarmoart.com, I have a lot of my paintings on there, and I have some videos of my exhibitions with the installations, and I have the book of that there as well on the Carla Armo Art, and it has explanations about them as well. Okay, your book. Well, your books for sale. You have them on your website. I don't have books for sale right now, oh, but I'm working on that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I have, I have contributed. So I have been in um, with other um, writers, writers in okay. anthology, yeah, with uh, poems. Yeah. Okay. And then obviously I have written with, um, I've written magazines and guidebooks and, and sales manuals and stuff like that. That's a lot of the writing I've done, copywriting um, for mostly the tourism and hospitality and for food for food and um, and craft and art, I have done writing for that. Because also I'm a, I'm a chef, so then also I can help people with their with their nutrition and their food, you know, and stuff like that. So I can also bring that to the table as well when I'm working with people. So just an all-around support. Yeah, so that, that's where I was going next. Let's let's talk about your, your training, your background, your experience, the places you've worked in. Uh, because now we've we've introduced the audience to what you do, your work, mm -hmm. and what you, what your passions are. Uh, what started you down that path um, of of art and and working with people and and all of that? And and while you had to just mention some of um, the probably the training and and yeah. um, the education that you have in the field. Well, I've always been very creative from the time I'm a child. I think since I'm about five or six, you know, I've been very creative in many ways, whether it's um, just hair or clothes or dolls or whatever. So I was always interested in that. And then being exposed to the um, hospitality industry um, with my family business, then I, I sort of gravitated to the areas of a hotel and hospitality that would have a lot to do with functions and entertaining and setting up spaces and then over the, over time, then I would be the one that would mostly do the decor and the uh, renovations, be in charge of those sorts of things with our properties. So that's where it came from. And then when I was a teenager, and then I went to study in New York Foster School of Design. So I did a degree in design majoring in fashion and accessories. 
And then while I was there, I saw this advertisement for a New York restaurant school. And I knew that I would go back to Dominica with, even though I had studied fashion, I just felt that the whole rat race of the, the New York fashion industry was just maybe not for me as a small black woman. And I thought, there's no way I'm going to get anywhere in the 80s with this. <laughs> so I also did that course. And then I, I ended up going back to Dominica, working in the industry, in hospitality, in the, in the food and beverage department, in the functions and events, and um, in the decor and the design. And then eventually I had an art gallery, which I had bought a craft shop from my grandmother just before she passed away. So it gave me a wonderful opportunity, actually, to work with people around Dominica, craft suppliers that were making beautiful craft, but just needed help to change designs around a little bit so that we could tweak their products so that they could become um, more utilitarian and more, more variety mm-hmm. and a better quality. So the finish of things, because I had training in obviously in three-dimensional art as well. So then, because you have to do that when you're studying art so that I could help them with the preparation. So we did everything from people doing ceramics to um, the straw mats to, to wood carvings, everything. And then also I worked with the artists doing paintings and with the Writers Guild. So I was also on the, a director on the Writers Guild and um, I was the founding member and founding, actually founding president of our organization called SHAPE, Society for Heritage and Architectural Preservation and Enhancement. So I was the president for, I think, five years. I was also with the Hotel and Tourism Association for many, many years. I served on the board. I was, I'm was i also past president of the Hotel and Tourism Association. And I, I served on the board of the NDC as the as a president of the Hotel and Tourism Association. That would be the National Development Corporation. And um, I have worked with different NGOs, just helping to support organizations. I also have a little... Um, uh, fundraiser really and a, a, a interest I have of helping the community of the heart of Dominica which is called love in the heart of Dominica and um, yeah and I'm looking to push a project to forward or for um, innovation in the creative arts and culture in Dominica with some um, people like Daryl Tulo, Sobers Esprit, Julia Chilip and myself we've registered a, an organization um, for cultural innovation, uh, creative innovation and culture. Um, so we're hoping to push more forward with that. But right now I'm just working with my with my coaching, helping people, because I'm here in England. I do that all the time. So I work with body work a lot too. And then what else am I forgetting? Yes. Oh, yes. I, oh, very <laughs> interesting. I don't know. Some people that are listening may remember that I have done the Nature Island Food and Drink Festival and the Island Chef, uh, which is a cook-off, an annual. So I did that for five years. Um, are you going to Are you going to continue doing that? I, I will restart that. I'm just just get my son through GCSEs. Well, he didn't sit, end up sitting them, but I took a break because I brought him back to England to um, do his high school so i would go down to dominic every now and then but i couldn't well with covid i couldn't go this year so um sorry for for jumping when was the last one you did the food the and food food. I did was in 2016 and then i was going to do one in 2018 but then with um the i was going to do every other year and mm-hmm. but then maria hit 
And then 2019, okay. I thought, okay, I just and then I was getting this business, you know, off the ground. So it just didn't mm -hmm. work. And then GCSE is coming. I just thought it's not going to work, you know. But definitely, I started back again. And then, um, so there's a lot of projects that I have on on the bonus. And the one thing I have to say that I'm really gutted about with the COVID is that I have I registered a, a, a business name called Run Dominica in 2010 to do a running um, project in Dominica to get people running and healthy. So, because I've run pretty much all of the island, um, almost all, not all, but almost all. And I really wanted to start that project. And I, I had a company here in England called Rat Race um, Adventure Runs. And they were going to do a pilot run in Dominica, bringing 20 something people down to Dominica to run the Whitey Gold National Trail. And I was partnering with them and organizing it for them. So they would stay at Jungle Bay, at Harmony, at um, Pagua um, and at Portsmouth. So they would run the trail and overnight in different places as an adventure off-road run. And then that it was um, so cool. learning okay. when it's going to happen. But then obviously with that, we're going to have local runners. So it's about training local runners who can then do take that on as an industry for them, have running adventures in the island that they can then have their own little businesses as, as run, people want to run and want to have tourists come running. So it's just a way to build more tourism product for Dominica. That sounds awesome. I need to get my staff up. You know, I can I can participate in a run run down Nico. So so you're involved in so much. I'm sure your shoulders must be tense, right? But no, no they're not. You, I never saw it yesterday. Time back. It's COVID. <laughs> no. no, and I've been exercising so much, I tell you. I I feel so strong. I feel so powerful. I just feel fantastic. I mean, Pilates is amazing because I'm running and doing my Pilates pretty much every day, and it's just, it's just stunning. Uh, really strong. So you're a perfect example then of um, using movement yeah. to give your mind and your body the ability to do so many of those things um, to build that capacity. Well, I believe in walking the talk. Right. I walk my talk. That's one thing for sure. I walk my talk. So anybody can tell you, they know me. I walk my talk. I'm a, I'm a doer. I talk about something. Yes, I have a lot of talk, but I also am a doer. So, you know, and that's why I work with, I don't work with everybody because I have to work with people that are action oriented. Um, I'm not going to beg you to do work for yourself. You have to, I can help to inspire you, but you have to be motivated to an extent where you have to get up, shake off yourself. And let's get moving because this is going to happen. It's action time, you know. So let, let's, let's talk specifically about this new aspect of your business. Not that it's not necessarily a new business per se, um, because it seems like it fits right into what you always do. But um, just take a few moments and and talk to folks about this new aspect of your business, and encourage them to go check it out and sign up. Yes. Well, thank you for asking me to say that because I'll tell you what, I was going to do it before COVID because of what I went through in Hurricane Maria. Actually, it was in Dominica during Hurricane Maria and it was extremely traumatic for me. And then when I saw the damage of my house and then I had to go back to the Dominica because I was there for four weeks and I went back again in December and I had to end up staying what was for seven weeks, turned into seven months in total in Dominica to get my roof back on. And most of that was without a roof, with tarpaulin. It was very traumatic. It was very frightening. It was every time the rain would fall and, the, you know, I would just relive this trauma. And then when you have um, held um, trauma in your body, 
things that you have gone through in the past, it, it stirs it up again. And then the memories come back of things that you have gone through, traumatic things that you have gone through. And I thought to myself, I really feel like, and I was getting backache. I was just, I had I gained a lot of weight. I was eating the wrong things. I was drinking a lot of alcohol because of the fact that I was scared and frightened and traumatized most of the time. And I thought when I got back and I had fixed the house and I got back here and I started to heal myself again, I started to run again. And I lost, I should say lose the weight, but I, I got rid of all that excess weight and I got back to where my ideal is, where I usually stay, because I don't usually change size clothes. I don't buy any clothes that are different sizes. I'm 17 years old. I do not buy other size clothes. I just stay the same size. <laughs> and, not um, you, right? Yeah, that's the way I judge myself, you know, so I don't, I don't um, let myself get, and then you have a whole big mountain to climb after that. But then I thought to myself, you know, a lot of people have been traumatized, a lot of people. And then when I did the arts and I realized, boy, when I did that and I realized how I was talking to people at this, at the exhibitions and how much people need that. And they don't have to go through a hurricane to be traumatized. They don't have to go through, live through fixing a house to be, to regurgitate all of this pain, this betrayal, this fail, this judgment, this self-judgment, this self-sabotage, this this self-doubt, this self, this lack of self-respect, this lack of self-love, this lack of, of, of self-protection and preservation. You know, people need the help to recognize that you are the most important thing. And a lot of people tell you not to be like that because it's selfish. And it's not selfish to recognize that unless you recognize that you are important and you have to take care of yourself, it means that what you're saying is that then when your family needs you, well, then it doesn't matter. For you to be at your best right. so you it's called nobody does you better because i want you to realize that every aspect of your life you should be striving to be better at it to be healthy started to be more switched on to be more aware so that when you need to work with other people you're giving you're putting your best foot forward you're giving the best of what you have to offer you know not half of you <laughs> not <laughs> maybe the best and un unsure or lacking in confidence or you you're, you're coming with confidence. You're coming with courage. You're coming with, with consistency. You know, you're saying, yes, let's rock this. And then everybody around you is on the same, is coming onto that page with you because you're inspiring. So that's why I wanted to do this program. And that's why I'm offering this program. What, tell, tell, tell them the name of the program again. Nobody does you better. Nobody does you better. 12 week quest. Mm -hmm. where you're really going to go through. It's a deep diving, mind shifting, body shaping. You know, it's a journey where I'm looking at what you eat, what you drink, what you, how you exercise, how you do your business, what you think, what your values are, what your passions are, how you're moving your career forward, how you're moving your, 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 your business, your, your, your family, your relationships. Some people are so pent up in their thing. They, 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 their intimate relationships are a mess. They're faking it. They are pretending. And that's self-betrayal. You know, they are so, I mean, you listen to this thing, you listen to women talk, and you have a lot of women, and they're just going through the motions. And I'm sure there are men, too, that are doing that because they are denying themselves. Look, this is not working for me, babes. How are we going to work this? Let's communicate. Let's get on a level. Let's thrash this through. What do I like? What do you like? What do we love together? You know, how can we commune in a more meaningful way that's going to be really uplifting and beautiful? You know, there's people that have 
issues, you know, they don't agree with some, they don't communicate that because they feel that if they communicate it in a certain way, they'll be judged or they will be shut down because they are so insecure by their voice or they don't have their own voice. They're so insecure by their beliefs and, and their views. They don't have anybody believing in them. So if I can be there saying, yeah, you're valid. You have great validity. You have great purpose. You know, you have a great value to, to, to what you bring to the table. And so why not feel proud of it? And that's what I want people to know, that they can feel proud of being themselves. Unapologetically, I am me. You know, I'm not the perfect person. I have my flaws. But guess what? I'm the only me there is. Nobody can do color like I can. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Sure. And, and, and also, there's so many people who peg their identity to something like that. You know, their, their relationship, their job, some possession, some thought in their head. And so I, I imagine a program like that would um, would help them to recognize okay. that and to be able to release themselves from that. So well, that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> that's what you. I've just launched it, so it's still in the promotional stages. So okay. yes, I've just launched it. So uh, hopefully, I'll be well on the way soon. So I'll encourage listeners to go look for you online. Um, yes. Once they find you in one location, then they will find all the other locations, but specifically this program that, that you're starting, which is so relevant and so so important at this time, um, I encourage you to go and, and check it out. It's Scala Armor. Um, ScalaArmor.com, right? Let, you, let me let you say ScalaArmorCoaching.com or callerarmor.com. It will lead you to this. Either one. It will lead you to this. So my, my guest tonight... Yes, my guest tonight is Ms. Carla Armour. Um, <laughs> uh, she's so many things. I just want to call her life coach. <laughs> That's okay. Um, Pilates instructor. Uh, and she spent about an hour with me um, just you. telling me about her work and, and her background and her passions and what excites her. And, I, and I, I, am, I am honored to be able to share that conversation with you, my audience. So, Carla, this is where we, this is where we have to live it. Um, an hour has gone by, uh, a most enjoyable hour, I must say. But I'm going to give you the opportunity to close. I don't know if there's anything I didn't ask you or anything you want to reiterate or just, just take the next few minutes and, and take, it, take it to the home stretch. Okay, well, thank you so much. Well, the one thing I would want to say is thank you. And I want to encourage the listeners to stop, take a good look in the mirror and just say thank you to themselves for everything that they are and everything that they, they want to be. Just say thank you. Thank you for their maker. Thank you for the opportunities in their life. Thank you for this opportunity, Anthony, is what I'd like to see. If anybody would like my help out there, would like my support, would like some guidance, they can reach me, Carla Armo. You can, we will have the contacts there. Um, CarlaArmoCoaching.com. I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. And I have a page as well and my website. So you can reach out to me. And um, yeah, and I'd love to support you through my program, Nobody Does You Better. It's a mindset and movement quest. And it's going to be, um, it's, it's great stuff. It's really, really deep diving. So it's good stuff. And just thank you for this program and the opportunity. And you stay blessed eh? because this is great work that you're doing and you just keep yourself healthy and don't get any of this COVID business on your side. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, I know. Thank you so much. And, and you're very welcome. Uh, as a matter of fact, I meant to tell you that you earn yourself uh, an invitation back when you spoke about this innovative art um, 
project that you that you guys are starting. Okay. I, I would love to learn more about that and to have my listeners learn more about that. So, so I'm reaching out to you um, to arrange for you to come back so we can talk about that project as well. But but thank you. It was it was so great. I learned so much about what you're doing. I admire the energy and the incessant passion that you <laughs> that you that that oozes out of you. Um, so I wish you I wish you continued strength, continued health, and all the best to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. You too. All the best. All right. Thank you. So yeah. listen, there we had it. I promised you a very exciting and stimulating conversation uh, with Miss uh, Carla Amor. Uh, she's done so much, and she is so interested in helping um, everyone to get to their potential, move towards their potential. And so uh, it was a delight having that conversation. If I hope you agree with me that this was, this was a good conversation. I want to say a very special thank you to my producer, Sam. Sam, um, if you're looking on tdntv.net, uh, he is doing a really bang-up job, a really professional job uh, bringing this program live on tdntv.net. Every week, it's improving. Uh, so, Sam, thank you so much for all you do, and, and as well as on the radio. And you, my listeners, thank you so much for coming back every Wednesday. If, if, if tonight was the first time you, you heard me on this weekend interview, welcome back. Come back, bring five people with you. Uh, you can go to tdnradio.net and you can find the podcast of all the past shows. We do this every Wednesday and nowadays they, it, it runs um, every place on tdntv.net. This has been this week in interview. It's the TDN um, Network production. Good night.